Welcome to CADcast. I'm your host, Nick Sweeney, and the topic that I want to dive into this week is something that we've all been getting used to over the last two years, and that is working remotely and working from home. And I, I know that as I'm recording this, we're kind of getting back into the office. There's more and more stuff going on. Restrictions are being lifted, and that's really, really great. But there are some people that, you know, working from home is going to be part of their daily routine, and it's going to be stuff that they can now do more regularly. Gives them a chance to kind of get out of the office and shorten their commute a bit. So this week, I want to talk with Chris Snyder, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the challenges that we've seen and, and some of the things that really can help you work from home more efficiently, more effectively, and just enjoy the experience a lot more. So with that, let's jump in. Joining me this week is our Senior Director of Software Solution Solutions. Wow, if I can say that straight, that'd be great. Uh, Chris Snyder, who I've known for quite a while. Chris, welcome to CADcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Nick. So I mentioned I've known you for quite a while. I think 2009, you started working at 3D Vision uh, with my dad. So I knew you back when I was just like running around at Christmas parties and stuff. But you've been with the company for quite a while. But I always have to ask my guests, what was your very first version of SolidWorks? Because that's always where I like to start. Well, it was 2009. I had come from uh, other things that I was doing in my life and had not had the pleasure of uh, using SolidWorks up to that point. I had used other CAD tools and FEA tools like Ansys and uh, uh, this product called Computer Vision uh, and some other things. But um, yeah, 2009, uh, I was hired in and had to learn SolidWorks right off the bat. So dumped right into the, to the fire there. It's lots of fun when they drop that on your desk and say, have fun, learn this, let me know when you're done. That's right. And that's kind of what happened with me too. So you've kind of risen through the ranks and now you're up at like the, the senior director level. So you're like a couple levels above where I am. And I wanted to talk with you, and we were talking right before we hit the record button, about working from home and, and really just working remotely because this is something that I think it's, it, you mentioned it's a very timely thing to be talking about this because now that, at least here in the United States, restrictions are kind of easing, we're able to start going back into the office. I know that we have like collaboration days at CATI now where we try to get back in the office, try to get together as a team. The fact is, I know a lot of people are now used to working from home and now they're going to have the option like, hey, can I work from home? couple days a week to be there with my kids to make sure that everything's running smoothly back home. And I think that's going to be a lot more of an option. So I wanted to kind of kick this off by asking you working from home from not necessarily just an employee standpoint, but from a manager standpoint as well. What are some of those things that you see as big challenges we have to overcome with with working from home as a unit, I guess? Yeah, I think working from home or or doing any kind of virtual uh, sort of get-togethers, <clears throat> you miss out on the in-person interaction. There's no substitute for that. You know, I think um, a lot of people are feeling that after this uh, thing called a pandemic has has come upon us. But, um, you know, as we see the, the cases begin to dwindle, uh, which is a good thing, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of people talking about, you know, um, well, I have to go back into the office and, uh We've proven over the past couple of years that it can be done for a large majority of of, uh, of the type of work that we do. Now, you know, you, you can't be a virtual farmer um, for real food, <laughs> that is, right? So the kind of job that we have lends itself well. Software uh, lends itself well to, you know, working from anywhere, working from home. But the, the challenge never changes. You know, how do you replace that personal interaction? So, you know, I've worked in different uh, places, Fortune 500 companies, small companies, and 
you know, they had this thing uh, and one company called it, they called it co-location, right? So they designed the office space so that you would purposefully run into people, right? And have those conversations and say, hey, you know, oh, I meant to talk to you about this or that or the other thing, or what about this project? What's the latest? And that was meant to be productive. And, you know, if you're a singular mindset and intentional, it can be. It could also be distracting, right? Oh, I want to go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> sure. And then half an hour later, after I bump into three people, you know, I've, I've lost that half hour of productivity. So for me, it's always a plus and minus kind of game, you know, working as uh, working remotely, you know, could save you a lot of time commuting and gas money and, and those sorts of things. Um, but then the question becomes, how do you replace that personal interaction? And mm. uh, how do you stay connected to your team and how do you get to know people? Right. If you all, especially if you never turn your camera on, on your computer, um, like you and I are doing right now, right. It's, it's just different, right. You can hide, right, behind, right. hide behind the microphone and, and never really get to know people. So for me, that's really the biggest challenge is just that, that personal interaction. You can't, you can't replace it. Um, but, you know, we're trying hard to make it, uh, you know, uh, this, this remote working uh, kind of thing be a, a close second it's kind of it, it's interesting for me because like i've my my first internship was tech support with 3d vision back in 2015 and chris uh, chris to let me work from home and you know doing that i had one coworker close by my dad he sat eight feet away from me and like that was nice but i didn't ever truly get to know the the other guys in the support team and you know, it's I, the only situation I've ever had to go into the office as a career was at DriveWorks, um, which was super cool. And and their office is it's very unique with how it's set up. And, and I, I hope that at some point I can talk with Glenn Maria just about the office space on the podcast because it's really fun. But you're definitely right with that social interaction. And, you know, I don't turn the camera on all the time because sometimes it looks like I just woke up. <laughs> um, but especially when I'm recording a podcast, like it, you're, you're definitely right. I, I can hide behind this microphone all day long. But being able to see your face and play off of emotions and, and realize like, oh, Chris needs a drink, so I should probably start talking here or he should start talking because I need some water. Being able to do that, like that's a big thing, but I think that that connection is so important. So at, at CATI, I guess, Chris, what are some of the things that you think that we've done a good job of to kind of mitigate that? Because I've got this list of 12 challenges working from home. I want to talk through a couple of them, but... What are some of the things that you think that we have seen as CATI and maybe some other companies could then implement that, you know, it's kind of helped us because a lot of us were hybrid in the first place. So, you know, we've had a lot of experience with this. Well, I think we made an emphasis on doing some simple things like turn your camera on. Like, you know, I, I try to be a proponent of that and not be afraid of it. Uh, it's interesting if you think about before the pandemic, you know, there's probably uh, I've looked at studies, you know, maybe 8% of the workforce was able to work from home or, or wanted to. And, you know, for people to get on and turn their camera on was, was some a lot of resistance to that reluctance to do that because I feel funny being on camera or or those sorts of things where now it's sort of, well, this is the only way you have to connect with people because we're self, you know, uh, we're distancing ourselves and things like that. So. So a lot of those walls have come down. And so we're using Teams right now. And, um, you know, it's nothing to just be able to click on a button and, and give somebody a call, turn, have a video call. And, you know, the, the 
proliferation of those sorts of tools. I mean, it's on your your uh, phone and uh, it's sort of expected, you know, and and also the the tolerance for things that, you know, the dog barking in the background or the kid <laughs> that that runs into the room, you know, are not looked upon the same way. So, you know, I think we've done a really good job of saying, let's just figure out what's work, what, what works. Right. And so mm-hmm. if that means um, working from home today, then so be it. Um, I, I tend to think of, you know, let's get the job done. And um, if you need to come in the office to do that or to, 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 to get more focused, then do that. If you can get your work done from home, you know, and get the results turned in, and that's good too, right? But um, we also need to kind of be um, uh, intentional about getting together. So one of the other things that we've done is having the CATI days, come and travel in days. So at 3D Vision, we all got together and for quarterly meetings, and it was funny because people would grumble about that. Oh, I don't have to drive to Cincinnati and <laughs> meet with these people. Um, after the pandemic had gone on for some time, it would be like, remember when we used to get together uh, uh, every quarter in person? And you know, so now CATI has reinstituted that. So for our hub offices, you have the option of you know traveling in and meeting with people and hanging out for you know, more or less a day and, and sharing a meal and, and some different things usually around our quarterly meetings. So, you know, that to me is a very positive thing. Kudos to the HR department for getting those together. And uh, I think a for lot sure. of people have uh, responded well to those. I'll selfishly say, well, not selfishly, I'll pat myself on the back, pat my team on the back. Um, I, I think the solutions team, you know, we instituted a, like a weekly call type thing. And it's just a chance for us to all catch up because you know, we're, we're a team that we work together really, really closely. Um, even though like I work my ops, uh, my colleagues, like Ryan Dolly's been on the podcast before Joe France found the podcast, like we all work our own ops and we don't necessarily have a ton of overlap together, but it helps to be able to just, I don't know, commiserate with each other and say, like, oh, can you believe that I had to talk about this today? Um, and kind of laugh at the stuff that we, that we go through and just have a, a laid back hour just once a week, being able to talk. And I think it's kept our team very, very close knit. Um, having just known kind of what they're going through. Like we turn our camera on and, and we, we laugh at jokes. We laugh at Reddit threads and that kind of thing. Like it's not serious. Yeah. We'll cover work stuff. We'll talk about statements of work. We'll talk about different agreements we're working on, but you know, for the most part, it's a laid back hour. And I think that's helped with the team morale quite a bit, just keeping us all engaged, keeping us all focused, even with this weird time of, you know, I did, I didn't meet everybody on the team all in one sitting until like two and a half years after I started because the pandemic happened a year in. So that was kind of weird for me. Yeah, I think there's no better way to get to know someone than to work with them, to do a project with them, right? And so you call it commiserate, and and I'm sure there's some of that. But at the same time, you know, to share, have shared experiences, you know, Mm. uh, whether that's a a shared meal or just you got your camera on and it's the end of the day and you kind of let your guard down a little bit and, you know, enjoy each other's company, get to know people. You know, we were... I believe we were built for uh, connection with others and you can't get away from that. Right. Um, yep. So, so yeah, anytime you have the chance to do that and it's, it's, I think another piece of that too is a, it's a regular meeting. It's every Thursday at, at 4 PM Eastern or, you know, that sort of thing Don't where, spoil it. where, where, where you can, <laughs> uh, you can count on that happening or you've got it on your calendar. So a calendar is one of those tools. I don't know if that's on your list, but I think for sure, calendars anymore are very important. 
there's I, I love the commercial like we don't need any more over scheduling. Um, and I think that that's a really it's it's poignant slash annoying because I don't like insurance commercials. I get bored by them. But it's kind of funny of like, oh, well, I can't do this because I've got something going on. I've got this other thing going on. I think it's really easy when you're working from home to kind of lose that work life separation. Like when you have to go into the office, your work ends when you get in the car and you drive home. Mm-hmm. But like in my situation, I'm sitting in my living room and I've been sitting in my living room for two and a half years working from home. And I think that a lot of us have been doing that. So like, when does my work day end? Uh, you know, I might get a call at six o'clock from someone out in Colorado that needs me. Okay. I might answer an email at nine. I might do a statement of work uh, with a drink in my hand at 745 or something like that. I think that that's a really hard balance to strike sometimes is, you know, how do I unplug and how do I get rid of the distractions from home? I think that that's truly one of the big things, but calendars, you're definitely right. Just being able to say, I am busy. Please don't take up my time right now because I have other stuff to do. Yeah, I think, you know, being able to, it depends on how you want to spin it. You know, like, oh, I was able to ask or I was able to answer someone's question at 6 p.m., right? That would never happen if you're going into the office and that was the only way they had to get a hold of you is your office phone, right? Way back when there's a day that that happened. <clears throat> yes. Um, but to your point, it could be, when do I stop working? And it eventually leads to some burnout. So that's one mm-hmm. of the things I think I would put on the list to be careful of, you know, uh, as we're connecting with each other and, and uh, the more we're connected, the less we're connected sometimes. Right. So sure. it's like having those boundaries. Like I enjoy coming to the office if for nothing else than that 15 minute car ride, you know, I'm listening to my podcasts and it's sort of this, this, I know that I'm switching from one place to the other. You know, I'm going home and, you know, hopefully leaving a lot of that behind and I can focus on my family and things that I need to get done at home. So, that, you know, that has to be part of it. For sure. And I think part of that decompression is also taking vacation. So just full disclosure to anybody that's listening, it's like, where is he getting this list? It's uh, betterup.com is where I'm kind of looking through this. It's 12 challenges working from home and overcoming them. Taking vacation time is on this list. And like, that is a challenge that I actually noticed for myself like two months ago. Like I hadn't taken time off. I, I did one mini vacation and it was like a weekend trip. So I didn't even really take any time off from work. And I'd done like one of those since July and that was it. And, you know, talking with Ryan and, and I talked, talking with the guys on our weekly meeting, it's like I needed to unplug. So I, I just took, uh, a day off a couple of weeks ago and I'm taking a few days off next month for my birthday. Cause it's like, I'm not working on my birthday. I don't want to, <laughs> but taking that time away, it's, it's hard when you can just log in. Like even my, on my day off, I still checked my email twice on my day off. I still have my laptop here. Like I might not be doing work stuff, but you know, if someone pains me with a quick question. I'm not going to ignore it necessarily. I might, but you know, I'm going to feel like, oh, you know, it's just a quick thing, just a quick response unplugging is so hard to do when you're working from home because my laptop is right here. I might open up a recipe and go cook in my kitchen with it. It's just kind of what I do. So I think taking that time away is really, really important. One of the other things that I want to talk about, so obviously this is CADcast, and I wanted to talk about working as a team because I, I think that that's another thing that is really difficult. You mentioned like kind of that water cooler talk. We kind of lose out on that by not being in person. I do have one salesperson that like he'll schedule me for water cooler time because he's like, Hey, we haven't talked in a month and I've got these five things on my plate. 
Let's talk about getting through them. It's annoying sometimes, but at the same time, it's also helpful because it's just like, hey, let's catch up on everything that we got. Collaboration is king. Um, I know content is king, so says Google CEO of in like the 90s, but collaboration is king in today's world and being able to work together. So Chris, as far as collaboration goes and being able to work with each other, what are some of the things that we can do maybe with some of the tools that we have? So obviously that the 3D experience platform is one of them, but what are some of the things that we can do to collaborate better, especially in the, the work that we do with 3D CAD and modeling? What's some of the things that we can do to be better about that as we work with our colleagues? Well, to be fair, let's start with the 3D experience platform. And, um, you know, the one of the things that we're able to do there in, in a CAD environment is uh, as we're working on our uh, our latest design that, that involves 3D modeling and the latest, um, you know, surfacing shapes and whatnot, you know, there's this whole thing that happens around that. And that is, what do you do with your files? And how do you communicate this? Hey, I just want to take a screenshot and show it to some people and get their feedback and all these sort of things that, you know, the, the platform is pulling together in, in one central location so that you're not duplicating your efforts. So, mm-hmm. you know, I've got SOLIDWORKS on my desktop and now I want to save the file to PDM and who has access to that? And how do they get access to that? You know, is it a server? Is Do they have to VPN in? That sort of thing. Um, oh, I want to take a screenshot of my design and send it to the team. I'll do that via email maybe. Well, now I've got an email chain going and, and somebody else I want to add to it. Now they got to, you know, you're basically pinging a lot of different things. And so, you know, back in the 90s or back in the day, this was awesome, right? A lot of these tools, but but we're we're getting to a point now, like, I, I try to, like, how can I get things out of my inbox? You know, how can I put conversations with the team on the platform so that, you know, everybody that's part of the team is, is gets the information. It's one source of truth. We used to talk about that a lot and still do with our PDM tool. What's your source of truth? Which file is the correct file? That sort of thing. So the platform is doing a lot of that, right? You stay, I take a screenshot, I can send it to somebody and say, hey, um, give me some comments on where we stand. This is, I've moved it forward, you know, in the design cycle. Uh, here are the files. You can go look at it. You can review it. You can do a design review. Uh, there's just a, you know, we're just beginning to learn like all the different things that we can do in a platform. Um, and you're seeing tools outside of the platform being used too, like office tools. And we're currently using those like Microsoft Teams uh, is the, the primary one. And mm-hmm. the, the thing that did it for me, the explanation is, you know, basically you had uh, the ability to share a file, you know, like in OneDrive, for instance, and then I could email a link to you and say, hey, let's work on this file together. But it sort of happened separately. Well, in Teams, I can create something and say, okay, uh, I'm going to share this file with the team. And then we can, there's a place right there. You can have it, you know, can discussion about it, like a chat session. And so it's this, uh, you know, trying to get away from all the different moving parts and moving towards sort of a, a pl- one place that you can go to, to have conversations and share information. Data silos, I think is one of the things that we run into with working remotely is that 
you know, I, I store files on my desktop and then I've got files that stored in our shared drive and then I've got files in our OneDrive and then I've got files in my email. And these things are just all over the place and it's so hard to know where things are. So I think having that central location is maybe arguably the most important thing that we can do for like collaborating as a group is if you and I are collaborating on a file and then I make changes, but you're also making changes, what's going to stop us from doing the exact same thing and duplicating our work? Or you made some change that you've heard about like, hey, we have to do this for compliance reasons. I don't know that I'm making changes based off of what I thought was right. That can be a massive problem. Just people aren't doing what they're supposed to, whether by accident or on purpose, we don't know. But that can be a huge issue. Yeah, I think, you know, collaborating on a document is, to me, anymore, pretty awesome. You know, it's like you and I can work on something. I can see your changes. You can see mine. But then there's other documents that you may not want to have that much freedom. Like, I need to lock it down a little bit. Mm. I, need, I need to check out and check in kind of stuff. Don't don't be messing with it while I'm changing it because, you know, that'll that'll uh, mess something up. So those are those some you know, key things there as we, as we quote unquote collaborate, uh, to keep, to keep the information straight. Cause face it, we're all under information overload anymore. At least that's my opinion. Yep. I would agree. And you know, anything we can do to keep our information straight and, and to keep it in line with what we're expecting it to be. One of the things I like about PDM. So to list another one of the tools that we can use having a, a PDM environment where I say, it's the right people, the right files, or the right data at the right time. That's the whole PDM tagline that we've been using for years. And I think that it's really important working from home or, or working remotely. So not even from home, but if I've got two office buildings and two different groups are working inside of it, well, I don't want manufacturing to see files that engineering hasn't finished off, that, that, that these files aren't released yet. Uh, they should not be changing a file if it's pending approval because it might get rejected. And then we're wasting money, we're wasting time, and nobody wants to do that. So having a PDM environment, or if I've got multiple locations, replicating my site so that people are working kind of locally, but also remotely, so that these two systems are talking to each other, so that there's not that, that latency, that lag um, that gamers always talk about. Like, we don't want that in engineering either, if we can avoid it. Yeah, I'm dreaming of the day we'll get the, the Tony Stark um, computer, you know, that... Um... We can interact with uh, Jarvis. You know, yeah, Jarvis. I love, I love Jarvis. But um, yeah, it's about getting the information in your hands quickly at the right time, and so that it's meaningful. So you know, if uh, I don't know that we're ever going to get away from a thing called a design freeze, is what we used to call it, right? So it's like at this point in time, let's all look at the same information at the same time and and make a decision. You know, is this what we're we're wanting to do, and does it make sense? Does it meet our requirements? All those sorts of things. You can't do that if the if the information is constantly changing, right? So mm. you have to have some controls in place, uh, not only to give access to it, but the access at the right time. Yeah, for sure. It, the wrong people getting the wrong information at the wrong time, well, that's how errors happen. I, I just talked to the customer earlier today uh, that they said, you know, we just had somebody manufacture off the wrong print. Mm -hmm. That's chaos. For everybody involved, because somebody in manufacturing is done yet in trouble for a mistake that they didn't mean to make because the file that they got was not the one that they thought it was. And that's what happens when you're disconnected. That's what happens when, you know, you work remotely and now you use email to share a file that you just changed, but you forgot to update the email. That's why having these collaboration tools is such a big deal. And I think that truly, like, being disconnected from each other and, like, 
not having the, the team aspect is big, but from a business perspective, having the wrong files or not working on the right files, not being able to collaborate as a team. I don't know. Do you think that that's the biggest problem that we've that we've seen and the biggest problem that we're still trying to overcome? And I think that we'll always be trying to overcome. I, I think it kind of is from a business perspective, at least. Yeah, I mean, we're all trying to minimize scrap and costs and and maximize profits. And, um, you know, the in-person interaction, there's a cost associated with that. For you and I to be in the same room at the same time, we have to travel, right? You have to travel from Columbus. I have to travel from Louisville, meet meet in the middle at Cincinnati. I mean, there's there's a uh, you know, cost for middle. gas. There's uh, there's the time cost and all sort of things. But that could be entirely appropriate because you and I working together live or in person, we're able to read each other or understand each other, or there's a minimum of distractions and things like that. And I think, you know, especially for a sales organization, when you meet with a customer, you know, remote, uh, working remotely, you lose a lot of that, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of our communication is nonverbal. So you know, you want your customer to be able to hear what you're having to say and you want to hear the customer effectively so that what we can do is move the project forward at the at the least cost, right, uh, for yeah. everybody. And that's really the, the work from home thing is trying to, you know, minimize those costs without giving up, you know, um, the, getting the information at the right time into the right person's hands. I think that summarizes things pretty well. Uh, for what we're trying to do, both a as a people, we're trying to minimize just problems. We're, we're trying to make it easier, more convenient for everybody. And from a business, we're trying to make that convenience not at a cost to us as an organization. And we can do that with different tools and with just different practices. Something as simple as just flipping on your camera when you're doing your weekly meetings. That can be a bit morale boost. It can be a great way because, you know, if I'm behind the microphone, I can sound all happy and cheery. But Maybe I'm frowning and it's because it's raining and it has been all day. It has been. It's actually beautiful today. But, you know, we don't know that without our camera on. And it's really hard to see that. So having that nonverbal communication, I think that sums it up. So, Chris, I want to thank you again for joining me on the podcast. I guess I don't know if I thanked you. So thank you for joining me on the podcast. I really appreciate you jumping on and, and talking about working from home, working remotely. Something that we've all been getting used to over the last two years. My gosh, two years now. Um, I think we're all getting better at it, and I think we can only get better and better. So, Chris, thank you again. I really appreciate you joining me. Yeah, thanks for the invite. It's always a pleasure to talk to the Sweeney family, so uh, I'll, I'll be here anytime. And I will definitely have you on again. So, everybody, that was Chris Snyder, our Senior Director of Software Solutions at CATI, uh, joining me to talk a little bit about working from home and kind of what we've all been dealing with and guessing something we'll all kind of be getting used to a little bit going forward. So that's all I've got for this week. So thank you, everybody, for joining me, and I'll talk to you next week. See you.